Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Oh, <laughs> startling. Sneaky. Probably somebody. Somebody for sure just crashed their fucking car because that was the intro. Uh, which I would do. Absolutely. Hello, everybody. I would crash the car if I turned this podcast <laughs> on too. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Boost and Confused. I'm Carol Ann. Uh, this is Matt. And we're like a little late this week, but we'll just pretend like we're doing it closer to uh, Christmas because that's what this episode is about. Kind of very loosely related. Let's just say it's Sunday night. Yeah. 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 We'll just pretend there was a glitch in our upload. Right. And this is yeah. us just correcting it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure. It's, it's because the producer moved the mouse yeah. in the calendar. <laughs> To like the wrong day. Yeah. So we just had, we go solely based on this little, uh, like, like Christmas, Christmas wall countdown calendar, calendar yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, the producer likes to take, it's, a, it's like a mouth that indicates what day it is. The producer picks it up and I, I try and tell the producer where to put it. And and then she puts it on the wrong day. So we actually time travel. That's yeah. our, that's our <laughs> thing in this house. We time travel. Well, uh, today is a ranker, uh, day. We're going to talk about the real ghosts of Christmas past. Uh, so like I said, loosely related, just bear with us here. Uh, but I, there's some like good shit in here that I've never actually heard before. So I'm kind of excited to talk about some of these, but before we get into the topic, we have some chimney cleaning to do. <laughs> yeah. Just like a little chimney sweeping. Um, should I put on my best? Who is it? That's like, please, sir, can I have some more? Is it Oliver Twist? Yeah, Oliver Twist. I'll just have an Oliver Twist accent for. That's a that's a Cockney. The, that's a Cockney accent. I'm not even gonna. <laughs> I'm not even gonna pretend. That's fine. Uh, so the first thing is, if you like, no. Oi, Where the you, hell are we? <laughs> think of like Sean Dyche. Well, if you if you like the pod. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not um I'm not as big and ginger as he is, so I can never fill those shoes. But uh the first the first of our shit housekeeping items is uh we're on all your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter while it's still around. I've been thinking about joining Mastodon. Um for what those about, of you uh, Truth Truth Social? No, absolutely not. No. For those of you that haven't kept up with the Twitter drama, I know a lot of people, if you're listening to this and you also have a podcast, uh, you probably know this already, but Twitter very uh, temporarily released a rule that was going to prevent uh, anyone from having anything like Linktree, which is what we use uh, for our podcast, anything that would link out to other social media platforms or websites like Twitter. Uh, it would have banned that. And then they very quickly walked that back because they realized everybody hated that. Um, and it would also actually remove their Section 230 protections. Um, so, yeah, fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. All that to say, I think maybe we'll check out Mastodon. Also, like, how can I put my Amazon wish list? 
for all the simps who follow me on my OnlyFans. <laughs> what what do you post on your OnlyFans? Oh, it's just like wholesome content. And people pay for that. Yeah, I do the whole like POV, like you're in bed with me and, and we wake up and I'm like, hey. <laughs> That's not wholesome. No, I, I give the camera water <laughs> and like... <laughs> like like, like scrambled it. eggs and stuff like most of the video is actually me stop. in the hall just like stop. clanging pots and like swearing stop. like stop. i burned myself stop so like what the video title is cute boyfriend burns himself <laughs> making you eggs um and then i i feed you eggs stop. Only 20 bucks a month that's one one video every two weeks <laughs> That's awful. I'm not. I'm actually going to unsubscribe from our own podcast after <laughs> you just said that. Um, that's terrible. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, holy shit. We don't do that. Um, the next thing is. If, we don't do that. <laughs> I li- do that. If you like our podcast, which Jesus after that, I don't know uh, who would. <laughs> um, you can uh, subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. Um, tell your friends about us, maybe. I don't know. You're probably embarrassed after this fast five minute intro. Uh, I would be too. Um, but if you take a screenshot and you send it to us after leaving a review or subscribing and following, whatever the frick you do. Why'd you not swear that time? Um, you've already got like four in the bank right now. (laughs) You can just take a screenshot, send it to us. We'll send you some boost and confused stickers in the mail for free. We've got a lot of stickers left. A lot. Um, I've, I've taken to tagging random things with with the stickers. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Mainly like school property yeah awesome basketballs mm-hmm. scoreboards the executive producer the, all, all, yeah. all of the above yeah yeah um and the last one is uh what are we drinking mm. lagunitas a little something something it's a nice little christmas gift oh i just realized this wasn't the pale ale that you gave me which is why it's a little spicier so yeah, this is yeah, this is Sierra Nevada Torpedo Extra IPA. Uh, so it's like 7.5%. Hey, so is mine. I'm going to go night-night soon. You and or me I'll both. Or I'll just sleep. <laughs> I'll sleep good. Um, okay, well, uh, that covers all of our housekeeping items. So I guess we should just get into it. I should probably plug my OnlyFans again. <laughs> um, <laughs> you absolutely should called, not. It's um, POV Eggs and Bakey <laughs> with with matt wakey wakey eggs and bakey with matt oh, that's a very that's a long good one uh username handle i don't know it's like wweb is for short stop it all right wait <laughs> stop it i'm i'm out of here all right so uh today's episode like i said we're gonna go through uh ghosts of christmas past or real ghosts allegedly of christmas past uh this is a ranker list Truthfully, you and I are going to discover it together. You, the listener, and I are going to discover it together. Because I read the first couple just as like a quality check. Like, yeah, this is fine. And then I was like, yeah, it's fine. Um, and I'm not going to read all of them. But there's, I think, a list of 13. So obviously, like, we'll be in the well, show 13 notes. ghosts. Oh, dang. That'd be smart. I don't know if that's why they actually did it or if they just ran out. Ghosts come in 13s. Like, it's a baker's dozen of ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's how that works. Um. All right, so this first one is The Legend of the Mistletoe Bride Haunts England's Bramshill House. Oh, that's sad. For this one, I will be putting on my best Cockney accent. 
Just kidding. No, I won't. Um, the legend of the mistletoe bride has been retold for centuries and has taken many forms. While the story's true origin is difficult to determine, many have come to believe its roots are in the disappearance of Lord Lovell's bride at the Bramshill House in Hampshire, England. Uh, allegedly, Lord Lovell was preparing to wed a young woman related to Sir John Cope, the owner of the Bramshell House. This was around Christmas time, so mistletoe hung throughout the mansion, inspiring the wedding party to play a game. The young bride-to-be would hide somewhere in the mansion, the groomsmen would all seek her out, and whoever found her first would get to kiss her? You said That's plural, kind of plural groomsmen. Weird. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, so that would be like you and I were getting married, and then I would go hide, and whoever of your side of the bridal party found me first got to kiss me. That's fucking weird. All right. Could they could they kiss me? <laughs> Stop it. So the bride went to hide and the wedding party sought to find her. However, the minutes turned to hours and they still could not find her. Eventually, the game turned terribly serious as no matter where they looked, she remained missing. Not until 50 years later did Lord Lovell, still seeking answers to his bride's disappearance, happen upon a secret closet in an upstairs room of the Bramshill house. Inside, he found a wooden chest sealed shut with a lock, and upon opening the chest, he found the nearly unrecognizable remains of his bride. Want to shout out hide-and-seek champion of all time? <laughs> yeah, that's that's intense. That is really intense. I think it just shows to how much she didn't want to kiss the other boys. The other, yeah, So the other. she's like, well, I'm going to hide so well. Who offers up their spouse like that? That's kind of weird to me. It's pretty commonplace. Bring back the old days. Yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag. Uh, Brother husbands. Ew, ew. Stop it. This next one is the Brown Lady of Raynham Hall uh, wanders the passages every Christmas. Um, a lot of these feel like they're from across the pond. Not going to lie. The Brown Lady of Raynham Hall has perplexed visitors and paranormal investigators for hundreds of years. Back in the 1700s, owner Charles Townsend uh, married a young woman named Dorothy Walpole. While they lived happily together for some time in Raynham Hall, Townshed, Townshend uh, soon became paranoid that his new wife was being unfaithful to him. So opposed to the first guy who was like, yeah, kiss, kiss her. Kiss my, this, kiss my fiance. <laughs> this guy's like, are you looking at my wife? Uh, eventually, driving himself mad with jealousy, he decided to hide Dorothy away in the hall, telling all of their friends and family that she had tragically passed. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Dorothy was forced to stay inside the mansion, allowed only to wander through its halls. Not long after, she perished, never having left Raynham Hall after her husband, husband imprisoned her. Ever since her passing, people have witnessed the image of a woman in a tattered brown dress, wandering through the halls, and some of these reported encounters are truly horrifying. One visitor, unaware of the brown lady's legend, approached a woman in the hall only to have her look at him with a glowing face, but where her eyes should have been, there were only empty sockets. Dark holes. Ew. <laughs> empty sockets, dark holes. However you want to describe it. Uh, years later, after <laughs> numerous other reported sightings, a photographer from Country Life magazine visited Raynham Hall to document it for an article. After snapping a photograph of the central stairway, he saw within the image a hazy silhouette that many to believe uh, is none other than Dorothy Walpole, the brown lady. Empty sockets and dark holes. <laughs> Only a few things among many that you'll see on my OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I think we found a, a new OnlyFans name. 
this next one is alleged phantoms plagued a Brooklyn home during Christmas time. A few weeks before Christmas time in 1878, Edward F. Smith was at his home in Brooklyn, New York, when the doorbell rang. They had doorbells in 1878, I guess. I and mean, you could, like, ring a, an actual, like, a bell. Door- oh, Jesus Christ. I'm also, so fucking stupid. when was electric invented? Uh, that's a great question. When did they invent electric? When was... Electric invented. Electric <laughs> invented. Electric was invented. Uh, 1752, he had the kite uh, and electrocuted himself. I, I, I wonder um, what they did before they had electric... By 1910, many suburbans home, suburban homes had been wired up with power, uh, and new electric gadgets were being patented with fervor. Oh, so, like word. the vacuum cleaners back in the 1910s. Probably not a Roomba that took pictures of you while pooping and then sent it to the Roomba. The lab. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Beth Jesus, look what I found. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he answered the door, but there's no one there. This soon became a nightly occurrence. The doorbell would ring only for Smith to find no one outside and no signs that anyone had been there at all. Growing frustrated, Smith sprinkled ash and flour along the path to the door, expecting to find footprints left behind, but the substances were undisturbed and the noises continued. No matter where he and his family stood around the house, the noises remained unidentifiable. Smith and his family were growing more concerned as the doorbell ringing turned to aggressive banging on the doors. Eventually, they contacted the police. The ringing and banging continued, and still no one was able to identify its source. One night, a brick suddenly flew through the window from outside, even though police officers were standing nearby and saw nobody. Huh. Ooh. My first, my first guess was like like a shorted wire or something, but the, but the banging, you got me on that one. Yeah. Although they investigated the home for some time, police were unable to identify the cause of the disturbances. Uh, Smith and those who witnessed the strange occurrences ultimately concluded they must be paranormal in nature. I love that thinking back in the old days. Uh, I don't know. We we thought of two things. Can't be that ghosts. Get the leeches. (laughs) Get the leeches. Get your sage. You got to let some blood. Yeah. You got an angry spleen. Also, your wife needs an exorcism. She's definitely possessed. Yeah, she's got opinions and stuff. She's probably a witch, too. Oh, no. I have beer almost coming out of my nose. That's awful. Um, All right. Number four. The ghost of Sir Geoffrey de Mandeville and his headless dog roam the streets on Christmas Eve. Love it. Are you guys okay over in Europe? Because I know we've got some fucked up shit in the U.S., but um, I don't know. This one is kind of creepy. What if... We had a dog, <laughs> but the dog ain't got no head. Yeah, I as I, do. You think Sean Dyche listens to this podcast and he's gonna be offended? Publish it. He's got yeah. thick skin. He he managed Burnley for like the better half of ten years. Oh, what a he's, what a lad. He's, he's got thick skin. Yeah. The story of Sir Geoffrey de Mandeville is brimming with political betrayals. He held the title of Earl of Essex and was a prestigious European landowner during the 1100s. Because of his title, he had great influence over royal politics at the time. However, when a debate emerged regarding the rightful heir to the throne, he chose the losing side and was promptly stripped of many of his assets and excommunicated from the church. During his excommunication, Sir Geoffrey was slain on the battlefield, but because of his exile, he was not allowed a 
proper Christian internment, uh, which many believe left a spirit trapped within the earthly realm. Well, way to go, assholes. Where, where's the dog? Wait, yeah, sorry. Talk no, about hold the on. dog. Does the dog get beheaded for like <laughs> treasonous acts? <laughs> Rumor. Rumor claims that Sir Joffrey also left a curse on the properties he owned, stating that should they ever be taken away from him, Rune would befall his betrayer, and every six years on Christmas Eve, he and a headless dog would haunt the lands draped in a red cloak. Watch, like, when he's dying, he's like, just so you guys know, every every <laughs> every six years, I'm, I'm going to come back with the headless dog. If we're going to, we're going to, we're going to leave dog hair in your pudding half of them fucking die in like a black plague or something anyway so they're like what did that guy say six years oh yeah that's also just very specific why every six he's got a lot of things to do yeah yeah yeah. chains to rattle yeah naturally naturally ever since his demise people have visited the properties he once owned particularly the pims brook bridge in east barnet uh, that's a tongue twister, have reported hearing strange sounds and witnessing the hazy image of a headless dog breaking through the fog accompanied by a knight in full armor and a red cloak. That's dope. Again, yeah. the headless dog. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You got me on that one. Yeah. Number five. Number five. Number five. A ghost supposedly disrupted a Christmas party at Alcatraz. I feel like as the list goes on, these are a little bit more like, eh. But it's fine. That's why we're here. One one Christmas, I slipped on ice. <laughs> Ghosts. Ghosts. Uh, Alcatraz, the isolated uh, isolated penitentiary located in the middle of California's San Francisco Bay, closed down in 1963. But tales of those who were once held on the island continue to haunt generations of onlookers and visitors, often referred to as, quote, the rock. Uh, I prefer the other one better. The one of Dwayne. Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Alcatraz has gained a reputation for unexplainable and shocking ghost encounters, and one of the most notable was recounted during Christmas. Back in the 1940s, while the facility was still in operation, the warden at the time, Warden Johnston, decided to throw a small Christmas party at his boarding house on the island. During the gathering, a few of the guards began retelling the story of a phantom figure who appeared before them wearing a gray suit, brim cap, and sporting mutton chop sideburns. Oh, sick. The sideburns. <laughs> All the guards could do was stare at the ghostly figure in shock, and before they had a chance to move, quote, the room suddenly turned very cold, and the fire in the Ben Franklin stove was extinguished. And just as suddenly as he appeared, the phantom man vanished. He was gone. He was gone. So spooky. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Number six. Numero siete. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's so embarrassing. Numero six. I'm, I'm not taking it out either. Keep it in there. <laughs> uh, Duolingo Owl hasn't gotten to me yet. Uh, no, no. he's. Oh, I should check in on their TikTok. Shit, it's oh, been a while. I was going to say, I went back to the app and it's like, hey, where you been? Yeah. I haven't the, seen you in a while. Yeah. You don't give a hoot about language, do you? Oh, you're talking about the Duolingo app. I thought you were talking about the TikTok app. I don't go on TikTok. Well, I, I know. That's TikTok. why I was concerned. I'll never have TikTok. Yeah. Thank you. Anyways. Uh, Truth Social, on the other hand. <laughs> yes. Stop. Speaking of social media, OnlyFans. <laughs> I'll serve you bacon and eggs in bed. Feed POV, them to you. <laughs> POV, eggs and bacon. <laughs> but 
also you have a slight um tendency to hate when people get crumbs in the bed <laughs> or grease <laughs> on the sheets. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Number six. An old Victorian house is allegedly haunted by an eccentric woman every Christmas. Wait, a Victorian house? Yeah, I was gonna say, wait a second. This wait is very second. this is very generic sounding. This sounds like it could apply An to old a lot house of <laughs> has a ghost in it. Every Christmas. On Christmas. <laughs> this one comes from Ludington, Michigan. One group of ghosts from the Stark family has created quite a legacy for themselves. The Starks left behind numerous spirits that are now haunting a Victorian home in Ludington, Michigan, and visitors have reported numerous sightings, particularly around Christmas. One such specter, Vera Stark, was well known in her life uh, for eccentricities and seems to have brought them with her into the afterlife. Those who claim to have seen her ghost say she appears in front of the yard of the home wearing only a fur coat and picking flowers, just like she did in real life. She was, are they saying she was naked and would just wear her fur coat and pick flowers? Because that sounds a little unhinged. If a ghost was naked, what would you even see? I don't, that's a great question. What's under the cloth? Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't really know. Um, yeah, I would like clarification on this one. I imagine a ghost is like a sheet wearing person yeah like a, but like wearing clothes yeah 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 yeah. so it's like you have like the sheet yeah, under yeah, the clothes yeah yeah but then you take the clothes off and it's the sheet and they're naked but, what but it's see? the sheet that is yeah i don't know i'm i'm gonna have to if you want to find out follow <laughs> <laughs> stop it all right in addition <laughs> The ghosts of one of the Stark daughters who suffered a terrible mishap in the mansion's gymnasium can allegedly be seen walking through the halls of the home. The current owners of the home have even attempted to open it up to historical tours, but they apparently ran into problems. Quote, our spirits did not care for it being open to the public and went wild. So you get for having your own gymnasium without yeah, like a lifeguard say, on that's... duty, like a safety officer or something. Yeah. I'm gonna no have to, running uh, in the pool. <laughs> At, uh, around the pool sun sun safe i'm gonna have to look this house up because it's it's a very pretty looking house um i'd love to to see what it looks like now if it's still around number seven Numero siete. <laughs> there we go a headless horseman allegedly haunts ruse hall every december oh uh, that's been there we've already done headless horseman Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's a tried and true trope. Yeah. Naturally. No headless dog, though. Right? The dog the headless was like... headless dog. That's, that's yeah. the first time I've ever heard of like, a headless ghost dog. Yeah. Yeah. Points for creativity, really. Does the headless guy. ghost dog have like a headed ghost dog companion who helps him see? <laughs> see? <laughs> <laughs> He's like got a little leash on that just walks around. It's like the dog maybe has like a, a helper dog. Less, yeah. Maybe a little less spooky that way. Like, he's holy shit, little... is that a headless dog? But, oh, my God, he's got a little friend. And the dog has, like, a little vest on. So yeah, like, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm working. Helper. I'm working. <laughs> Don't pet me. <laughs> oh, I would I would read that. Ruse Hall, a mysterious mansion in the English countryside, is rumored to be one of the most haunted places in England. Located just outside the small town of Beckles? Be Beckles? Be Beckles. Beckles? Sure. Uh, it's got to be Beckles. Beckles? That sounds so... B-E-C-C-L-E-S. Beckles. B-E-C-C. Beckles. Yeah, sure. In the country of Suffolk? Suffolk? Suffolk. 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 This is England. 
The mansion has accumulated plenty of ghost stories ever since it was first built in the 16th century. One of the most horrifying stories is that of the Headless Horseman. Many people may be familiar with this legend, but at Roos Hall, it takes on a life of its own. Numerous visitors to Roos Hall have reported a man on a horse riding toward them on the road, only to discover he has no head. Allegedly, on Christmas Eve, the Headless Man is often seen clattering down the driveway with his phantom coach and four horses. This is only the beginning of Roos Hall's uh, ghostly existence. Other rumors claim that there are strange markings inside the hall known as devil's footprints, and some have even reported seeing a girl watching them from the windows. Well, but, you know, but your mind sees what it wants to see. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Gotta say that this this makes me rethink the whole um, like Sleepy Hollow story. Mm-hmm. Ichabod Crane. Yeah. Washington Irving. Uh-huh. Sounds like some plagiarism. Let's <laughs> run it through turnitin.com. Yeah, I would like to know the inspiration for that story. I taught that story last year, and mm-hmm. I become obsessed with like American folklore. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of pissed. Yeah. Did he just copy this stupid? Yeah, from the 16, what was it, 16th century? Something like that. Uh, well, I, I it was wonder, built in yeah. the 16th century. You gotta wonder. I'm gonna look that place up and and see what other. That's I think really the first time it it has popped up for me as a topic. So I'll give that a little look and a see. Lot if of that's... heads missing in this episode. Yeah. More yeah. than our usual. Yeah. Episode. Maybe that adds to the mystique, if you will. The horseless headsman. <laughs> uh, number eight, Anne Boleyn. Oh. oh, is said to return to her childhood home every Christmas Eve. Hever Castle, Hever Castle, uh, whatever. Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, is nestled deep in the British countryside of Kent, uh, and was once home to the Boleyn family. Anne Boleyn, the most well-known member of the family, who lived the early part of her life there before she married King Henry the Eighth. I had oh. to do the Roman numerals yeah, counting v- in my head. V-I-I-I. Yeah. Uh, within a few short years of her marriage, however, Anne was targeted by dissent and gossip within the castle, accusing her of everything from witchcraft to adultery. Eventually, her husband formally accused her of these charges, and she was ultimately executed. Um, yeah, if they fucking killed me for that, I'd come back and haunt him too. Just being honest. I mean, if 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 I were marrying King Henry VIII, and I knew his track record. Yeah, I just... Oh, I can change him. <laughs> Stop being a fixer. Um, whether she suffers from heartache or homesickness, Anne Boleyn's spirit is said to haunt the halls of her childhood home, Hever Castle. However, she allegedly only appears on one day of the year, Christmas Eve. Rumors persist that her somber specter is seen drifting silently over the picturesque bridge that spans the River Eden in the grounds of the home where she knew much happiness. That's actually just like a little bit sad. A little bit. She married King Henry VIII. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did she have a choice? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't think so. That's a good question. Probably not. Um, This is the last one we're going to go over. There's a few more on this list if you wanted to read more um, that you can read in the show notes. But this is number nine. I think there's like 13 or 14 on this list. Uh, so number nine, a spectacle. No, spe- 
Spectral. Spectral. Oof, Spectral. Jesus, that one. That one got me. Spectral, Spectral socialite is said to sing Christmas carols at the Hotel Bethlehem. Uh, Hotel Bethlehem, located in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, is home to a number of chilling ghost stories, not the least of which centers around a young girl named Mary Yo. Um, born in 1866, Mary, or May, was raised on the stage, inspiring within her a love for singing and performing from a young age. Her talent gained her much attention. Eventually, she found herself performing with great success on stages in Paris and throughout Europe. Dang, good for you, girl. You go. You go. Yes. Just a small town girl from Pennsylvania. It's like an old, old world Beyonce. <laughs> She even caught the attention of a wealthy lord who quickly married her and made her a member of the British aristocracy. Aristocracy. Sign sign me up for that. Tragically, her success led her down a dangerous path and her marriage fell apart after the lord who swept her off her feet went bankrupt. It's always these men out here lying. Always these men out here lying. I got a fat wallet, girl. (laughs) And she went on to marry an American soldier who robbed her of much of her wealth. Yeah, see, these motherfuckers are just always out here, always out looking for themselves. Oh, Never men, for are, you. men are trash. They are trash. 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 Not for trash. you. <laughs> Not for you. I love them, Mama. You don't. You don't talk like we Why talk. Why did you write me? I wrote, I wrote you, you every day letters. for three hundred and sixty-five days a year. You would get a letter. I wish I could quit you. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going there. Stop it. All right. At the time of her eventual passing, reports claim that she recalled her years in Bethlehem as the best time of her life. To this day, Hotel Bethlehem's visitors claim to see the apparitions of a young May Yo, Yohi, Yo, uh, dressed in elegant attire and either singing at the piano or pacing next to the Christmas tree. Some even claim to have heard her faint but recognizable voice singing one of her favorite songs. They neglect to say what one of her favorite songs is. But it's maybe it's cold outside. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, so that's today's episode. Hope you enjoyed hearing some of the ghosts of, ghosts of Christmas past. Uh, All yeah. my ghosts of Christmas past are just trapped away in the closet. <laughs> or on his OnlyFans. <laughs> Come find out. No, those are the ghosts of Christmas present. And I guess Christmas future. POV, opening a present in bed. Stop. But, but, but also Amazon it's a gl- broke it's the a package. Bro- <laughs> Amazon broke the package and it's just like a broken like coffee cup. Oh, too soon, too soon. <laughs> and you're just watching me oh, in the corner like <laughs> angry messaging Amazon for my money back. But I'm shirtless God, or something. Like, I, don't know, I don't know. Like my toes are showing. It's like stop, smell a vision. No, you like stop it, you like stop smell it. my feet. You like you know, like stop. You like oh my gosh! I'm I'm leaving. You buy a lunchable and it's like <laughs> back in the late '90s. Lunchables had this promotion where mm-hmm. you know you bought the lunchable and they had like little things, and uh, one of them was like a Nickelodeon thing where like it's like a scratch and sniff thing. Mm-hmm. And you do you remember this? And you probably not you sweet summer child and, and and you would um watch it you know like rugrats and then it'd be like all right scratch number three and you'd be like farts and you'd go oh dang it chucky i uh don't remember that i will have to look this up to verify and it's not that i'm that much younger than you because i'm not 
Um, I just don't think I ate a lot of Lunchables growing up. They were like special for me. I loved yeah. I loved Lunchables. Yeah. My favorite Lunchables were the ones um, when Pokemon first blew up. You would like cut out the cardboard and get like little cards. And that was before I actually had like the trading cards. Mm-hmm. And now I have like approximately like 10,000 cards. There's a lot of cards in the house. I've I've improved the storage. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of cards in the house. Well, a lot anyways. of investments. You mean. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of investments. investments. That's wink, wink. that's the producer's college education uh, yeah. right there. Yeah. It's going to be as useless as my AMC stock that I'm still holding. We're holding the line. Still holding. We found out that we we're we're down lots of dollars lots of dollars anyways uh that's today's episode thanks so much for joining uh happy hanukkah to those who celebrate merry christmas happy kwanzaa um happy winter solstice because that is today that is that is today today uh the 21st and uh hope everyone has a lovely new year i'm assuming we're gonna do an episode next week before the new year but i guess we'll see We'll we'll see. Oh, if... we should because mm. that'll be our like New Year twenty twenty three predictions episode. Oh yeah, that with so. Baba Venga. Baba Venga. Baba Venga. At round three. Round three. Here we go. Let's let's see what we get. <laughs> let's see what we get. It's, it's never good. It's never good. Baba Venga is never like you guys find world peace. No, it's always like Antarctica is on fire. <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> Anyways, all right. See y'all later. Have a great one. Follow me. Goodbye. Bye.